Good morning and welcome back to the Daily Study. Today is Wednesday. We're looking inside at the fourth reading of the weekly Torah portion of Beshalach. So here, the sea splits and the Jews pass through it safely. The Egyptians followed them into the dry sea, but God let the water return to its natural state, drowning them all. When the waves of the sea threw the dead Egyptians upon the shore, Moses and Miriam led the Jewish men and women in praising God for rescuing them. After this, the Jews collected the gold, silver, and precious jewels with with which the Egyptians had adorned their horses. There was so much wealth that the next day, which was the 22nd of Nisan, they were still busy collecting it. So Moses had to force them to move on. So this section is pretty packed. Um, There's a lot going on. I'm going to touch upon the Egyptians drowning for a minute. There are many midrashim, which are explanations and commentaries, that explain the different levels of drowning. There are four main levels, and they say some of them sank all the way to the bottom. Some of them were floating at the very top. Some of them died right away, and some of them had a hard had a harder time um had a harder time dying i know it sounds a little morbid but it's just important to understand the different levels because it's compared to exactly how they treated the jews and this comes to teach us that god is mida keneged mida which means god is measure for measure and it's very interesting but we're not going to dive into that right now just wanted to share that um and there's another point here where the Jewish people went and took all the jewelry that were on the Egyptians' horses, which was theirs to begin with. Okay, so let's dive into the verse to see what we can learn from today's portion. Vayisa Moshe et Yisrael miyamsuf Gomer, and Moses had to forcibly make the Israelites set out from the Sea of Reeds. The Jewish people did not tarry out of greed. They were fulfilling God's commandments to empty Egypt of its wealth. The spiritual dimension of this directive was to salvage all the potentials of holiness present in its wealth. So we learned that everything physical has spiritual, a spiritual side to it as well. So here we see, you know, it, it may sound so greedy that the Jewish people are taking all the gold and the silver and the precious jewels from the Egyptians. But number one, we know that it's not from the Egyptians. It was originally theirs to begin with. And number two, we see that God actually commanded them to do so. Okay, and from this, we can learn two lessons. First, once we know what our divine mission is in life, we must be so devoted to it that doing anything else seems unthinkable. On the other hand, as soon as it is clear that it's time to change direction, we must not hesitate. We should apply ourselves to our new mission with the same enthusiasm we gave to our previous mission. And second, just as the Jews did not want to leave a single piece of Egyptian wealth unelevated, we should desire to bring every last individual closer to God until we receive a clear directive to focus on something else. We must view every individual estranged from God as a priceless pearl waiting to be redeemed from Egypt. So this doesn't mean that we should view every individual as far from God. When it when it says it's strange, it just means someone who 
doesn't necessarily know or someone who is disconnected. And you know what? Sometimes that could even be ourselves. So it's important to redirect ourselves sometimes and redirect the people that we see are, you know, maybe shifting. And obviously there's a way to do that, not tell them what to do, but rather question, do you feel like this is the right direction? Does this feel right for you? And you can ask that to yourself as well. Redirecting and checking in is super healthy and very much needed. And that was it for today's daily study.